Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Token Games Podcast. I'm your host and sometimes referee, Zach Stat Pearson. Except no substitutes. And of course, I had to bring the light bringer himself. The one who illuminates the truth with facts. A living legend of the podcast. Ruler of his own podcast as well. Zeno120. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. I Facts. More than two words. And of course, the legendary staple, not stapler, but the one who holds us together. The left hand to the podcast, a one officer, plus one. Hey, how you doing? Didn't know I was the sinus. No idea what that means. Okay, so for our topics, we have, well... Surprising no one. Sony has invested time and money into research that discovered that a vast level of players are enjoying and seeking single-player epic gaming experiences. In other news, Sony has discovered that the sky is blue and has clouds. Now that we have received proof that Sony is embracing and investing funding into non-multiplayer competitive gaming, single-player orientated titles, I feel like I should have more commas in there, do you think that Microsoft or the Tendo of Nin will follow suit in this logic? Remember, just because Sony made the discovery of the lack of interest in insert multiplayer oversized file size shooty shooty bang bang game doesn't mean that other companies can't capitalize uh, on this new discovery that everyone has known since 2010. Oh, and in case anyone's wondering, not you guys, but the point three that click on these videos. No, I'm not leaving out a name because I don't want to incur the wrath of some FPS entity or group or community. I literally don't care about their wrath because it has no effect on my life. I'm not naming one specific because damn near all of them look alike. Yeah, I said it. Topic two. Who has the best controller ergonomically speaking, not price-wise? And just for a bit of clarification, I'm only referring to the new systems. I am not referring to shit that happened like 10, 15 years ago. Topic three. When it comes to old video games, it has become commonplace to do a re-release, remake, or upgrade, commonly referred to as a remaster. But which format do you think is the best to handle old media in gaming and why? And, well, I'm going to go first, which practically never happens. And the way we're going to do this, audience, is a little bit simple or simplified. After one person ends, they're going to do the same topic next, but I'm going to make sure they remember to say the word topic one so places can't be lost. And it's much easier for me to add timestamps to this motherfucker when this shit's over and I'm rendering. People sleeping on timestamps, or at least the ones that make podcasts are. All right, so. I'm going to just say point blank what everyone's been thinking about Nintendo since its inception. I don't think Nintendo is going to utilize this information because Nintendo is very, very delusional on why people play video games that are RPGs. Now, I mentioned this to Zeno, and I know it was a little bit disgusting, and it's briefly been it's briefly been brought up offline with other people. But uh, I'm going to remind you guys of some old Nintendo logic. The person who was in charge before Satoru, Satoru, uh, Satoru Iwata. The actual biological relative of the founder of the actual company, Nintendo. Okay. I do not know his name. If someone can look up who the president was before Satoru Iwata, that'd be great. 
But uh, this man had an obsession with speaking in a crude manner because no one would say shit to him. And one of the earliest things he said when he was asked about why Nintendo does not mess with RPGs or do anything with RPGs back in like 97, maybe 96, is because he thinks that RPGs are for disgusting, lonely people who like to hang out by themselves and always have the lights the lights off and have no life. Something very, very rude and stereotypical of that nature. I am barely paraphrasing. It was very, he meant to be offensive on purpose. Here's the thing, though. The people that were making games around that time, a lot of them, still in the company. Now, here's the thing. He could have just been saying what they were all thinking out loud. Let's not forget, with the exception of A.G. Enuma, and even then, it's more like an acknowledgement that people can see it as an RPG than saying it is. No one in the company thinks that Nintendo makes RPGs. Remember, technically, Pokemon, of which, for some reason, after two years after it came out, no one in America remembered how to say the name correctly. It's actually Pokemon, not Pokemon or Pokemon. That is That still annoys me, and it really shouldn't, because I don't even play Pokemon. No. Game Freak. Game Freak owns... The Pokemon Company. Nintendo does not own Game Freak. Nintendo owns a controlling share, but they are not 100% in ownership of Game Freak. As to why that is, is anyone guess? But more than likely, the way I feel about it is that the owner of the company, they know the value of what they have. <laughs> if you catch my drift. It's a, a single franchise that could literally rival Disney by itself. He know what he owns. Anyways, um, I think that there is inbred logic, and I, I want to stress the term, I'm using that as non-derogatorily as possible in this situation. Inbred logic is a bit of a colloquialism or nickname in business for when an industry or people within an industry all think the same thing or things have to work the same way based on nothing other than they all think that you know all 90% of pants that are denim have to be blue because that's the industry standard doesn't mean it has to be just for an example I think Nintendo got a lot of people that think like that quietly or they just don't use the internet at all and they say it all the time but obviously in a much politer way let's not forget Shigeru Miyamoto is notorious for fucking with RPGs even if he's not making them, if he has any authority, control, or say so. He will tell them to remove features that make an RPG fun. Very strange. Microsoft, on the other hand, I think they'll take the information and what they've already done, or either they already know, is that gaming basically swings both ways when it comes to introverts and extroverts. They know that they've been able to grab extroverts but they know that they've had a hard time with introverted gaming or more specifically RPG gaming. And they just bought Bethesda. Does Bethesda make anything that's not an RPG outside of what is it? Wolfenstein? Uh, Nintendo RPGs? No, I said Bethesda. Oh, Bethesda. Um... Like I think everything they do is an RPG except Wolfenstein. Skyrim. 
No, that's not RPG. Bro, that's totally an RPG. That's like the king of them almost. I mean, it's an action RPG, but it's still an RPG. Action, yeah, that's that's a loose phrasing. Skyrim for the Samsung Smart um, Refrigerator. That's a thing. What? That's a joke. That's a joke. I could believe it, though, since they damn near nails. Some shit that could be real. Like, they make a mobile Skyrim and someone figures out how to put it on their fucking refrigerator. By the way, the worst place to play video games. Literally a refrigerator. But what about in cars? No, they can put in a system to where your car engine can't be running while you play the games. Still, refrigerator, worst idea. Anyways... I think Microsoft is already trying this logic out, but they don't know what they need to do to get the mass appeal that RPGs have in Sony's library. Because remember, despite what you do and don't think, the primary reason Sony picked up as well as it did isn't just because of the overly over and obsessive marketing of Final Fantasy VII. Obviously, it helped. It's because of everything around Final Fantasy VII. RPGs, as far as the eye can see, and damn near none of which ever went to the GameCube or the Nintendo 64. They just didn't. Well, even if they could easily run on the 64. Because they didn't have a bunch of CG cutscenes. They just didn't come over. And Sony didn't pay for a lot of those. They just got them. Because they had better space. Literally. The 64. Caps out at. I think 128 megabytes. But CDs in that era capped out at 600 or 800, something like that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, Verbatim, Mimics. Yeah, they were making a killing with them blank disc and burns. Anyways. Um, I think Microsoft is always going to try to attempt to jump a trend. Because they know if they want FPSs, they got to make a good Halo. But they also know they got about five or six other companies that make stupid good FPSs that people are already latched onto. Even if they don't make them, they just got to sit there and let them piss their own money. I'm surprised they didn't buy Borderlands. I know, right? Yeah, but they but we all know they suck ass when it comes to action RPGs. So they try to get people to put theirs on their system. Tales of Vesperia, for example. Uh, the other one that no one played but was made by the Star Ocean people. They even had Star Ocean. They basically damn near have nothing. It's basically a drought until you get to near Automata. Because on the Xbox One specifically, wasn't shit till near Automata at the end of the damn lifespan. And on this new system, which I don't remember, is the new Xbox out yet? I don't know. You mean the Series X? Yeah. Is that out yet? Yeah, it's just they don't have a lot of. Oh, like they're, they're I think they're selling out just as much as the PlayStation. They just don't. They're not making a lot of them. Yeah, well, I've only been paying attention to PS Five, and that's not out of Microsoft hatred. I'm on a Microsoft computer. Ninety percent of the time, I use a computer. It's because the Xbox, as I've mentioned numerous times, I'm not going to beat the dead horse. They've almost never had anything that I felt worthy of my time. Not on some arrogant shit, but on some these don't interest me vibes. Or if they, they do, they're already on another system. But yeah. 
That's that's Fair just point. my yeah, that's my story with Microsoft. But I think Microsoft is going to try to nibble or feed off of Sony's plate. And I know they still butthurt about the Final Fantasy exclusivity announcement. But at the same time, I think because they have access to the PC market or their PC market share is, uh, for lack of a better term, increasing, we're going to be in a situation where we see them come close to possibly rivaling the RPG caliber and library, even though it's not the type of RPGs I would play, probably, pretty soon, based on their acquisitions. So for the time being, I think Microsoft already knew this, but didn't know how to break into the market. Sony, I don't know how they forgot this. They're the reason that this is even true. And Nintendo's going Nintendo. So they ain't going to do shit until Satoru Iwata literally dies or retires. Um, as far as Nintendo go, wait, have you played, um, Persona 5 Strikers? I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Ha. I didn't though. It's true. That's why I like it. It, it actually fits. It's perfect. I, I, I'm just saying, you said Nintendo doesn't have like RPG. I mean, it's an action RPG, I guess, but. Listen to the words, bro. Nintendo RPG. Yeah, it's got to be a first-party Nintendo release rather than a game someone makes for a for Nintendo system. If I'm understanding what you're saying correctly? You are correct, good sir. Fair points. All right, so um, that's how I feel about topic one. O okay, officer, you uh, let me know how you feel about topic one whilst we wait for Xeon to return. Alrighty. Right, so uh, they discovered, hey, people enjoy single-player epic gaming experiences. So, like... Who would have like ever RPGs. guessed? Yeah, I know, right? So, things like hey. RPGs or various other single-player experiences. I'm assuming it's not just RPGs. They... They said single-player content specifically, but what's more single-player than a single-player RPG? True enough. So with regard to role-playing games and the like, I think it's likely that Nintendo is going to kind of take advantage of it. Since, I mean, there's already a few... Uh, RPGs I can think of for the Switch that are uh, single player. Uh, one that I was, you know, just playing a little bit earlier, uh, Bravely Default 2, which is a honestly fucking amazing JRPG. Uh, but another one they have coming out that I don't believe they've given it a proper name yet, but it was announced in the uh, the Nintendo Direct that also announced, you know, Hey, Pyra and Mithra and Smash, uh, they call it Project Triangle Strategy. And it's got some very strong uh, Final Fantasy Tactics vibes and is also made by the same group of uh, people that made Bravely Default over, uh, I forget what team it was over in Square Enix that made it, but... Pretty much every game they've made has been gold. 
And at least in the case of the Bravely series, they've been exclusive to only Nintendo systems. And they've been doing amazingly. So I think Nintendo is actually going to take advantage of this. I don't think Microsoft will at all. Since, well, they've never really cared much about RPGs all throughout their existence. I can barely think of any that were released on the uh, Xbox or the Xbox 360. There was basically only five, I know, because I specifically Googled them when I had a 360. Yeah, uh, though, actually, there is kind of... I think I only I can only think of maybe oh no three, uh, Tales of Vesperia. Uh, I think it was. Hold on, wait. I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. Vesperia was a really good Tales of game. That's all I'm gonna say. Real quick. Oh no, I agree. I almost don't want to buy it on Switch, even though I had a shit ton of fun with it. But uh, yeah, I remember Tales of Vesperia. I think it was called Infinite Undiscovery. It was the one done by the same. Yeah, and speaking of, I believe Star Ocean The Last Hope was first released on 360, correct? Doesn't matter. Everything right. after 3 sucked ass. Um, then they had, yeah. but the instant version was released on the PlayStation or something. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Everything after 3 sucked ass. Then there was Last oh, Odyssey, and then the last oh, one, I don't know if it oh, counts yeah. as an RPG, was Last Exile, which is the one where if you fight in a war and do good, you summon a giant... A giant like Titan thing to help you out in a war RPG. I'm not sure if that counts because technically that was a strategy game, but a strategy RPG still an RPG. Uh, there's actually one other strategy RPG, rather kind of like uh, obscure on the 360. Yeah, it was on the 360 and was only on the 360. Uh, Operation Darkness. It's a strategy RPG where you play in, uh... on the Microsoft shit was a Bioware game, and none of them shits were exclusives. Yeah. Operation Darkness was a bomb game. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's basically a strategy RPG where you play as uh, a group of various supernatural uh, humans, well, not fully humans, fighting against Nazi vampires in World War II. Sound like some Wolfenstein. Sound like some Wolfenstein shit. Funny how you say wolf because uh, the main character was, or was turned into a werewolf. And I think two other of your uh, your squad mates are also werewolves. Okay, uh, topic two. Um, oh yeah, <coughs> just real quick, I just want to say about that game. One of my favorite features. Now, I don't know. I don't really play a lot of strategy RPG games, but um, in that game, you can take other people's weapons and then like put your weapons into their inventory to make more space. Yeah, I was going to say, whoops, we fucked up. You still need to talk about fun stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't think that Microsoft is going to take much advantage of the uh, single player uh, interest that Sony discovered. But Nintendo, they, I think, kind of already are what with uh, a lot of their first party games like. Even, you know, Legend of Zelda is an RPG and it's single player. 
and it's one of their you know biggest franchises. And people can kind of make an argument for the Metroid series, but I was just gonna say. Well, the other thing I was gonna say is it feels like Nintendo doesn't really even care about them anymore, but eh. Which is fucked up. Basically, what they've decided is we are the people that can do the least good with Metroid. Let everyone else fuck with it, a.k.a. Retro Studios. What I was going to say, though, was whoops, we fucked that up. Uh, Zeno, you still need to do topic one. My bad. Yeah, I was uh, just finishing up here with topic one. Overall, I think Nintendo will take advantage of it, but likely by having other developers make RPGs for their system and might make one or two of their own. Anyway, that's it for me for topic one. Uh, I pass it off to you, Zeno. All right. So from my, this is, I'm just going, from what I understand, um, Sony's always been like more of a, like the JRPG um, like system, right? Um, whereas like Xbox has been more like multiplayer, like shooters, like you know Halo, Call of Duty, and stuff like that, or even like uh, like sports games. Like um, they they do more multiplayer based media. Um, whereas I always seen PlayStation as single player, and then Nintendo was just party all around, right? But I do want to say I think Nintendo is going to get more into the market. Cause they already kind of have games like that. I mean, as you like, he he named off some, but like, um, t- isn't Xenoblade technically like uh, an RPG? Yeah. And like that's so, especially during the re-releases, Xenoblade Two and like them being in Smash, that sold pretty well, like so well that they like start pouring into the West. So I can imagine them going, "Oh, that works." Um, I mean, Mother, well, okay. Okay, look, hear me out. Mother and like Earthbound, right? We're not gonna get them, but and I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna make another one, but I feel like they should make another one. Side note, they should just make another one, or just port port it over. Okay, um, but I I do think Nintendo is definitely going to get more into the market because they already like halfway there, if not full blown. Um, as far as what you would consider like a JRPG, like Persona Five, for like example. Um, but yeah, I, I think Strikers that is not Strikers. Like Persona Five is on PlayStation, but like they put them on. Then they put Strikers on like Five. Uh, and they're like, well, I mean, like I say, I, like when I say like they're like halfway already there, like that that'd be like the step. Like, oh, Persona Five Strikers did good or whatever, and people like Persona 5, oh, like, let's make more games like this. They seem to work. Um, plus, like, the, the as of the last few years, the Western audience is becoming more open to, um, like, non, like, like, JRPGs and stuff like that. So I can see them, like, just trying to cash in on that market. Now, as far as Microsoft goes, they did, the, the only thing I can think of is, with them is that they did just um acquire Bethesda. So they probably just gonna make have like Bethesda make, you know, Skyrim six and probably some games as far as like that goes. So in that realm. But um other than that, I don't know like 
Because didn't they have Blue Dragon exclusive for Xbox? It did, and it was kind of not so good. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, okay, so hear me out. So because of the whole like anime thing and all that, and like all these games have been coming out, I can imagine them going, well, why don't we just try to cash in on like the whole, like this wave of like all these quote unquote like nerds who like anime and like, you know, Japanese, you know, like culture based media. Um, the weave. Yeah, essentially. How the um, fuck was that so hard for you to say? A weeb? Uh, I wasn't trying to say weeb because, because, because. Um, but anyway, <laughs> because 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 yes, that's why. Um, no, but I, I can see them. I can see literally just everybody going. All right, well, it's it's obviously working over there, right? Let's just try to cash in on that market because I just feel like. Since they're making like all these Naruto's and One Piece and Black Clovers and uh, what is it, My Hero? Like all those games are like the same thing, but like different skins on them. I can imagine them going. I mean, if we can do it for Call of Duty, all these sports games and Halo, I'm pretty sure we can do it for that. You know what I'm saying? I can't see them making mass amounts of them, but I can see them trying them out. Like let's throw like a couple of like. You know what I'm saying? Games like JRPGs out there and see how they do and then go from there. But that's just that's just me. That's how I feel. They already tried that. As of recently? Boom. Boom. That's all I'm saying. Plus, plus I think they have more... I think they can reach out to more people. Plus, they have PC too, so it's kind of like... So much more they can do, you know what I'm saying? The 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 market's a little bit more open. I don't know. That I don't know. That's just me. That's how I feel. Because we know Halo's not uh not feeling too well, um, Mr. Stark. Yeah, it's it's really not looking good for it. And mind you, I only get an Xbox for Halo. And like Forza, them like the only two games I'll get it for because Gears, Gears just ran its course. I'm sorry. It's good. Like three was the best one in my opinion. After that, it was just like them trying to milk it. But that's just me. That was it. That's all I had to say about that. Thank you for actually remembering to let us know when you're done. Something Every single person on here, myself included, forgets to do. <laughs> um, all right, so moving into topic two, who has the best controller, ergonomically speaking? Fuck, man. I got some big-ass hands, okay? So that means already I have a unique perspective than most people. Contrary to popular belief, most people in this world do not reach the god tier of six-foot dumb. Most people don't get past 5'10". I know, I know. It's not just women. Not sure if that's a stereotype or more genetic proof, but you you get what I'm saying. For absolutely no reason, I feel attacked. I didn't come here for all that. Yeah, <laughs> for absolutely no reason, you feel attacked when we're talking about height, Zeno. It's okay. We all know you look up to me. I, I'm six foot six, three hundred pounds of pure muscle. That's all I'm saying. Sure. You'll be that as soon as you verify that claim. 
So I'm going to say this right now. Hey, look, Nintendo, you in a weird 50-50 spot. But because you in a 50-50 spot, you automatically disqualified. Them damn small as hell, baby ass, drifting controllers. Yeah, those, too small. Bro, I can tap the B button wrong and literally hit every other button on that thing. On the action side. On the analog side, literally that whatever that muscle fat thing is under your thumb, that big ass chunk of uh, meat tissue, muscle tissue. Yeah. If I move in certain directions, we'll just say clockwise, uh, you want to think if I move at like 1215 or 1220, I could hit north and west on that directional action button on the left hand side of Joy-Con. And then there's the drift or my personal favorite signal blockage based on interference from your body. Bro, no, I don't hate the Joy-Con as a concept. I hate them in execution. Fuck the bullshit. However, that Pro Controller though. Now I've said multiple times they peaked when they did the Wii U shit. The only downside, if you can call it that, of the Wii U Pro Controllers is that the mugs smooth. They are baby booty smooth. But the analogs, rough and gruff. And the action buttons, you know, you get a little bit of grease on them. Your hands slide around, but the shit is sturdy. The only reason I haven't bought a new one is literally because I'm trying to buy a new one that isn't a knockoff. Because if you go on Amazon right now, half the companies that used to make or were making the uh, parts for the Wii U Pro Controller, they're just selling them without the Nintendo Wii U brand. But at the same time, there are knockoffs. Cheap imitations, you know, that could break in like three seconds. God, I love that controller so much. But we're talking about new shit. But there are, what I'm getting at is that their lineage of Pro Controllers, aka the big boy controllers, has always been good. Or at least they've been good once you get past the GameCube era. But the GameCube's the most ergonomic. Shut the fuck up. So. That thing. Huge. All the action buttons on the right hand side are raised in the middle. So they have a reverse dent. Or they have an uprise. The fuck? They have an uprise in them. So you can actually press them faster than you think. Or at least if you're pressing from the center. And the spacing, although a little bit unique, instead of it being closer to a diamond pattern, uh, the west and east side of the diamond pattern is stretched out more. And the north and south are brought in closer together. But that makes it easier for slant presses or double presses as we commonly refer to them in video gaming. So Y and B will be easier to press and X and A will be easier to reach and press. And they got the biggest, thickest, damn boy, he thick. That's a thick ass shoulder buttons. I like that. Why? No, it's not because I have fat fingers or wide fingers. I actually don't. But because that restricts the amount of error press, which is common with anybody, whether you're good in the game or bad, that restricts the amount of error presses. Because now, when I press my 
equivalent of L1 or R1 button or left blade, right blade button, I never have to worry about accidentally moving the second bit secondary button or the trigger buttons that are commonly under them. I love not having to worry about that. Again, none of this applies to the uh, Joy-Con, but because it's a package deal, there's a Joy-Con type and there is a Pro type. We have to talk about both. The other systems have are lucky. Sony is, has a virtual controller, but the virtual controller doesn't need to be a thing because you can legit just use the PlayStation 5 controller. In fact, I don't think they even made a virtual controller yet for the PlayStation 5 specifically. They just got you using the regular PS5 controller. But correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think they literally just still using the PS3 virtual reality sticks on the PS5 so they don't count. Speaking of PS5s, they got friction, they got grooved, and they're automatically ergonomically designed to be able to place your thumb at a rised angle so your hand doesn't have to go as far down. I don't know if you guys notice this or if you have a PlayStation 5 controller like I do, but you actually don't have to go as far down to hit a button because the whole controller, once you're holding it, is automatically raised up and tilting towards your natural hand's curvature. That's genius, not smart. That's fucking genius. But they have micro uh, abrasions on their smooth surface, which gives you friction. But they still have some parts smooth where you would want smoothness. The triggers ain't shit. They're generic as hell. Oh, and as we all know, all three of these companies are having issues with drifting and whatnot because the one thing that you would think they have down packed because, well, for lack of a better term, They've been spending their money on every other thing a controller can do. The analogs and shoulder buttons are suffering because they were cheaply made. Which is so damn stupid. This is a part of your flagship design. A controller is not an accessory unless it's a secondary controller. But no, the primary controlling device for these systems are all malfunctioning in damn near in the same way. But, by default... It's kicking Nintendo's ass controller-wise. Yes, it has more feedback functions and vibration capabilities, but don't nobody give a shit about that. It doesn't matter how many new features you put in a game controller. What matters is, are the developers going to use them? Think about how much shit we've all forgotten about that a game controller can do or you can do in a video game because no one told you and no one utilized it. I recall, I think it was the Sega Dreamcast had like a microphone on their controller or something. It was a F3. And then, you know, there was the fact that the VMU, the memory cards with the screen in them, half the games wouldn't tell you all the features or possibilities you could use with them. It's crazy. But anyways, um, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. So the buttons are better. The positioning is really, really tight in. So even though it's not as spaced out as on the Nintendo Pro Controller, it creates the same effect. You can press, you can double press buttons faster on the action side of the controller, a.k.a. the right. Now for the analog. I kind of see what they were going for, and I think it's a little bit cool. But again, they still got the drift issue fuck up. So here's what they did differently. They made the controller smooth, the analog smooth, but they put grooves and resistance on the rings. 
So you get almost a mix and the best of both worlds. However, the problem with this is that remember, we have a controller and from a company that is the primary utilizer of the L3 and R3 button. Almost every other company and every other game that's not uh, Sony, L3 or R3 is camera reset or it's an automatic trigger of a shortcut command in a fighting game. Um, let's be honest. L3 and R3 could be in invisible and no one would notice except for the fact that they do camera reset. But guess what? We got a touchpad button on the PlayStation 5 controller and the 4. There's your camera reset button because guess what? No one used the touchpad damn near on the PlayStation 5 or the 4. Anyways. What else? Oh, yeah. Um, the battery is too fucking small in that PlayStation 5 controller. Or maybe because it's got that extra gyroscope functionality stuff, which I can't properly explain. Uh, it's eating up more battery than normal. But the battery does not last as long, which is ironic because the reason the PlayStation 4 battery didn't last as long wasn't because the brightness of the controller was always high initially. It was because they wanted to use a cheap lithium battery, even though there were easier ones already commercially available that could give almost double the lifespan, something like that. Can't remember the full thing. This time they got a good battery. The problem is that the shit is just being eaten away. But at the same time, Everyone in this room knows how to play a game with a fucking wired controller, so let's not bullshit. That's barely even an issue. It's just something worth mentioning because it's noticeable of the big three. That thing's got like the smallest lifespan, battery life-wise. And of course, moving on to the big boy. Now remember, like Nintendo, or really everybody now, they have their own versions of controllers. They have regular and they have Super Saiyan Ascended Godhood mode controller. There's the regular Xbox One controller, which is damn near literally. In fact, I'm even gonna go I'm even gonna Google this. I'm pretty sure the Xbox Series X controller is damn near literally just the Xbox One controller all over again. Let me see. Xbox Series X controller. Oh. Wow. That's all they did. Well, now this is gonna be some ironic shit, but uh okay. So a uh, little bit of a backstory. During the Xbox One's life cycle, they came out with an Elite controller, which also has analog drift and never fucking fixed it. Literally, they've never fixed it. Where they added a metric fuck ton of extra buttons, and they made the D-pad... How to, how to describe this? A concaved ring. So that means that the D-pad is a circular object that is connected on all sides, but it has square-like indents going north, south, east, and west. No, no, see, you, they made it work. That's funny, but I wasn't saying they broke <laughs> it. I'm just, I literally, it's hard for me to describe that D-pad. It legit is. It's funny looking. <laughs> yeah, it's a concave circular indent that has outlines and grooves of blocks in the shape of a deep hat I'll, I'll make sure i have images on screen but hey i'm pretty sure everyone can google xbox series x controller it's like if you had a box and just took the top off like the box and just let it open up that's what it looks like yeah or if you took a quarter and then you cut a hole around some cardboard and then you pushed it in the center of the cardboard from that circle that's what it kind of looks like 
Um, oh, and they added one extra face button, which, if memory serves, does nothing but turn on a recorder. Gee, all that real estate and all the things you can do and all you did was hit a upload or share button equivalent. But anyways, uh, almost nothing else on that controller has changed. Positioning, even for the action buttons, appears to have been pushed in. But unfortunately, I don't have the exact diameters here because, don't get me wrong, uh, playing by feel and getting scientific and analytical with shit is kind of a blessing and a curse when it comes to ergonomically figuring out which controllers are better. Because sometimes things can be repositioned, but because the controller's shape has changed, when your hands are on the controller, it's actually in the same place. But I will say this. I do honestly feel like the... Uh, the right analog stick and the D-pad have both been pushed up more towards the center of the controller than they used to be on the Xbox One controller. And I know for a fact that the uh, action buttons have been pushed in possibly further than even Nintendo did on the Joy-Con remote and uh, Sony did on the PlayStation 5. Also, you can see the, or the originator of the grooved edges of a ring indenture on the analog sticks, which Sony copied. The difference is the indenture in the center or the central area is indented for Sony, and, and I'm sorry, Xbox, but the reverse, it's a uprise, or they put a hill, so to speak, in the middle of the analog stick on the PlayStation 4, which does allow for different situations. However, Microsoft has a slight advantage, and I'm gonna tell you why, and here's something we all forget. We've all had PlayStation controllers that at some point in time, you've noticed that the analog stick starts peeling off and you think maybe it's just because you're pushing and pulling the controller too hard, right? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Are you watching the loud ass scene in the background? It was actually because the center has the rise and the hill in it and we all have fingernails. That's actually what's doing it. Even though the, the layers are thick, what's happening is we're slowly over time breaking some of the layering on the analog stick. So because we're breaking it and then pushing and pulling it, we make those big rips that go back to the PlayStation 1 analog controller era. Bet y'all didn't notice that, did you? We were actually doing that. Yeah. I figured it's because we were just really good at games. <laughs> no. No. But um, it's because... They, because of that, the reverse of it, you don't have that issue. In fact, if they wanted, they could even put a hard plastic or a piece of glass or just some frictionless material and thick coating to where you'll never have that problem with an Xbox controller. And if you do see a rip or dent, it'll literally be the edges where it's, you know, it's not concave. But because Sony always does the rise, but you notice they shrunk it with the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 4, so it doesn't come up as much. Well, it still does the PS4. I'm not going to bullshit that's why it looks that way. That's why I came out that way. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, oh yeah, I guess I should talk about the Elite. Yeah, the Elite's a piece of shit because it's defective by default. They're even going to court about it. You should not buy the Elite. However, if you do like it, you like the customization, you like the extra buttons, you like the ability to have macro buttons on the back of the controller, 
where your other hands are so you don't have to move around any more than you normally do with your your primary fingers for gaming which is the thumb and the index finger or whatever they call the finger that's closest to the thumb i think it's the index yeah i want to say index it's the index yeah i'm right <laughs> so you can enjoy that but here's the thing the price tag is a stigma and the issues that controller is damn near 200 dollars. that controller is 170 dollars and on top of that, they even fucking remade it or they said they made they made a new one or, and are making a new one for the Xbox Series X. But first off, your first one is defective as shit out the box. Haters going to hate, drifters going to drift. And right now Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo might as well be in a car in Fast and the Furious cuz they ass is drifting. To the tune of, you know, court procedures and legal litigation. So in good faith, I can tell you that that controller is the worst one out of everyone because for that controller's price alone, you can buy two or three of every other controller on the list damn near. And they'll all still have the potential to drift. But for some reason, the elites have it the worst. Even though you can take out all the analog buttons or nubs, sorry, and switch them over into a different position and control their tightness, you would think that would be like a bonus, but no. Because it's already designed to fail out the box and not do its job properly. I would be doing a disservice in my opinion. Y'all may or may not agree. If I told you this was the best. So here's how, here's how the rank is going to go. Number one is PlayStation 5. Number two is Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. However, however, it could be number one. But unlike every other controller... It's thickness to width ratio is not comfortable for the small handed, small handed people. And they have the least amount of friction. So they have the highest chance coming out your hand, slipping off a button or possibly doing that thing where you accidentally push one side of the controller so hard that it basically slips out your hand. So you're only holding it with one grip that can mean life or death in a, in a game. But it is superior, but the chance of damaging it simply, and I do mean this, simply because you may fuck up with holding it, shouldn't be as high as it is. But Zex, the Wii U Pro Controller was the same way, except shiny with the glossy finish. You're right, motherfucker. You are right. But the Wii U isn't in this list, and also... The Wii U, I would have said the same thing about. Which is strange because they're so dramatically different. The problem I have with the Wii U controller, the only problem is like the only problem I have with the Pro Controller. If you've had a little bit of Dorito dust, if you've had a little bit of a cold glass of water, if you just cook some greasy ass bacon, your hand is a slip and slide. But... Because of the drift, or rather because, here's a bit of an annoying thing. The D-pad issue with the Switch Pro Controller, which I probably should have mentioned earlier, but I was on my Joy-Con fuck-up grind. Um, This one is the worst one, because here's the thing. Remember, when it comes to the drifting situation, the drifting is a three-dimensional movement. That's the analog controllers. The 2D ones don't have that problem. Except for the Switch, but it's not called a drift. All right, 
Now, they didn't fix this till later, or so I'm told. But basically, certain model Switch controllers have this. Okay, so, the D-pad in the Switch, the sensor is a little too big. It's for the Switch Pro. So you know what that means? If you're pressing the D-pad to the right, there's a 50-50 chance your character is going to start moving uh, northeast or southeast instead of just to the right. The whole point of a D-pad is it's got more accuracy than an analog. And left and right and uh, uh, left and right both have this issue. In a fighting game, that could mean a difference between inputting the wrong move or nothing happening. That being said, ain't too many fighting games on the Switch in the first place. Now, they did rectify this issue, but the problem is there was no recall because Nintendo feels like it's too small of a problem for a fucking recall. But I think, or I'm sure, if you send in the controller, they will fix it for you. And I'm not going to tell you for free. Fuck that. They, they more than likely will charge you something. But that's why it's not number one. Because that D-pad has no excuse to not be accurate. Because they haven't fucked up a D-pad at this point since the GameCube. But Zach, the GameCube's a kid. It wasn't a drift. You are right, little Billy. Here's the thing, though. The problem with the GameCube's D-pad is that it was too small. It was not meant to be pressed by human hands. The size of the D-pad is almost half of the average thumb size of an adult. That's insanely stupid small. That's the problem with that. You could literally press one button on there and be pressing all of them. Anyways. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. So that's why it's not number one. But to be fair, for whoever's listening to this, you're good. If you, have, if you are like me and have a special situation where you can use any of the big threes controllers, past, present, and future, on new systems in the PC... I can tell you right now, you will notice almost no difference quality-wise with the PS5 and the Switch Pro controller. You can tell these products were meant to be durable, stable, and last. Except for the battery department, whereas Nintendo whooping everybody's ass, apparently. But, I'll tell you this point blank. If you got one and not the other, you're not missing out on anything. Now, as far as our bottom tier, low tier people, Xbox Elite, if you don't get the fuck up out my face with that price tag and fuck ups built into it, no. No, on paper, you should be God tier. On paper, you have, what is it, four extra customizable buttons that can be macro to the back. So your hand doesn't have to go in any weird positions or press any buttons. You have a built-in ability to turn on rapid fire in the front of the controller. You can change the density and the sensitivity of the triggers. And them analog sticks can go and move wherever the fuck they want to, like some goddamn gypsies in a, well, literally any era. I'm pretty sure, with the exception of North America, gypsies roam wherever the fuck they please. Or at least that's as far as I know is about the history of gypsies. But anyways. Um... And the, the price tag alone, I want to put you at the bottom of the list. But the thing is, this shit got more features than a Swiss Army knife. And customizations than everybody. But that price tag, oh! And for the simplest ability of being able to stand still and not have your character move, 
not being a thing, like this shows up for some people within the first 30 days of ownership. Uh-uh, absolutely not. This is That's my biggest do not waste the money. And besides, they already said they're making a 2, or the 2 came out when the Xbox Series X came out, which, fuck, I, wasn't even important enough for me to remember. So that leaves Joy-Con. Uh, am I missing somebody besides Joy-Con? Nah, that's everybody. Joy-Con, look, everything wrong with it is visibly, is visible. The shoulder buttons are literally half or less the density on top of every other shoulder button that has ever existed in the history of gaming. I'm not even joking. From the 1996 release of the PlayStation 5, not the PlayStation X, which we never got, the PlayStation 5. I think it was 96. Or 90, yeah, 96 or 97. All the way up to Sega dying, Microsoft coming to life, Nintendo being Nintendo as hell. Those top two shoulder buttons are thinner than all of them. How the fuck am I supposed to press that? Oh, but there's also when you can use one side at a time. They've got two little small buttons that are half the size of a damn pinky or a third of the size of a pinky on the inside. You're proving my fucking point. You're proving my fucking point. Almost every button on this controller doesn't look too small. It is too small. The controller itself is too small. They didn't make this controller one size fits all. They made this controller for every hand size that they could find, I guess. And they didn't find any big people hand size. Or they assumed because of someone was tall and it fit that they meant they had a big hand. That's never been true. There are people who are six foot five, and I've met them and high-fived them, yes, I use the ladder or a chair. And their hands are smaller than mine, and I'm six foot. I'm the bare minimum of a tall person. The size is wrong. The drift game is hard. And randomly having frequency issues to the point where you have to do firmware updates or physical fixes and alterations of the hardware, that's a fucking problem, Nintendo. You already had a dock that can sometimes crack the screens. Year one. There's no excuse. They don't have an excuse. So many other people make bigger Joy-Cons that do half the shit that Nintendos do. And they don't have these level of fuck-ups. I'm sorry, but you you the lowest guy on the list. If I have to buy an accessory to make it easier and not hurt my thumbs or my hands when I'm playing your game on the go, or when it's docked mode with the two controllers built in, you fucked up. So yeah, that's my tier list. All right, Zeno, your turn. Shit. All right. I'm just going to say it like this. Joy-Con, okay. Well, for one, I don't actually have a problem with, uh, okay, Joy-Con, Joy-Cons are bad. Like, they're really small. Like, they're not even the size of my thumb. My thumb's big, if you've ever actually seen it in real life. But that thing is really small. I can use it, but definitely not effectively. 
especially if I'm, I'm not using the little um, attachment, like the uh, controller attachment thing. Um, so I don't even use them, to be honest. Um, so I'm just, those those are just bottom tier. Like, they play too much. I'm a grown-ass man. Now, I also, while I do have big hands, I don't know about anybody else. But when I play the game, I don't, like, hold my controller. Um, like, like it, I, I very lightly hold my controller. So, like, when I'm doing stuff, I'm not, like, pressing down really, really hard. So, I don't sweat when I play games, which is something a lot of people do, apparently. But but I got that problem. So, it's not necessarily, like, the whole big... Mine is Joy-Cons. Big and small things to me. Because I like GameCube controllers. Those are fine to me. They're bad. They're bad controllers, like, like generally. But I don't mind them. Now, PlayStation control. I didn't notice this until like the PlayStation Four, really. But those those things are not made like great. Like they're they're made weird in a way that, um, I I they're like long and like with no like um roundness to them. I guess that's the way to describe it. Whereas like Xbox has more of a round. It, it feels more natural when you're holding a controller with the Xbox controller, like the 360 one xbox one i like the roundness it makes you it feels like you're actually holding a controller um a a controller to play games and not like a controller to turn the television that's how it feels for playstation like i'm holding a television controller and that sounds weird but that's the only way i can put it um but the new playstation controllers look better i haven't touched one yet like i haven't touched any of the playstation 5 or other controllers but from what i understand the way they're made they're made more like rounded so it makes you feel like you're more naturally holding it um so i can see that i, like, I don't know 100 but i can see that being like more like top tier like those are top tier controllers the xbox controllers um, I think are like some of the best controllers. Um, just like the way they're made. So I, I would put those like at one if, if we're going to go there, right? So I'll put like the basic, like the basic controller. I, I don't know about the whole elites and all that because I think that's too much. I just like doing regular controllers. Um, as far as those go, I put like the, the Xbox controllers like above the PlayStation ones. And then it's a PlayStation and you got the, uh, the pro controller. I do. I I never thought about how like fat the um back the back buttons are, like the shoulder buttons. But that's a good point. Yeah, them them joints are kind of big. Um, you wow. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, those. I actually never thought about how big like the wasps were. So I I'll put those at like. Those are like decently, you know what I'm saying, controllers. Um, I don't know about the whole like when you eat and go like like I that like that goes into the fact that I don't hold the controller so hard to the point where it slips out of my hand. So like if I go eat some bacon or something, of course naturally, like those are that's just like slippery. Or like if I hold water or something, it doesn't slip out of my hand. But that's also just I think the way I handle a controller. Um and the mo- the only controller that I had an actual problem with, like in my whole life, like legitimate problems with, where only I used the controller 
was a PlayStation 3 controller because my Xbox controllers were fine for a long, like maybe to this day, I don't use Xbox 360 controllers. I do have an Xbox 360 and a one. And those controllers work fine. Like I haven't had any drift issues, but my I played the shit out of my PS3 controller. All right. So anyway, I would say Xbox controller is one for me. More, more or less just how they shaped. I, um then I would say the PlayStation controller, uh the five, and then the pro controller for Nintendo three, and then four controllers, uh, f- fifth, and the fourth is the Xbox One controller, and everything else is just. I'm not worried about those, but I honestly, just I didn't I don't have a problem with like the size of the controllers minus the Joy-Con, so I don't I don't really have all the the um, problems that everybody else does so. That's that's just it. I'm just gonna do those five because all them elites and all that. I don't do all the elites and all that. I think that's too much. But yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all I got. I'm done. Guess I'm up next. Yeah. Okay. Uh in terms of controllers that I that I personally had the experience to use, I can't say anything about the PS5 because, well, I've never really used a PS5 controller yet. But in my experience, the best controllers uh, that I've used in, you know, all my years of gaming, uh, uh, let's see, if I were to have pick the absolute best I would have to say probably the GameCube, or yeah, definitely the GameCube controller. Because, well, it was, it didn't, whenever I, you know, used the, like, uh, the two analogs, like, uh, that that it, that, uh, it had on it, it didn't, I never really, even in all my years playing on uh, my GameCube, I never had any problems with any drift on any of the uh, controllers, despite using them a a lot and playing a few games that definitely required you to make use of the two uh, analogs uh, sticks that it had. But... uh, if GameCube's the first, I would say the second would probably be the Switch Pro controller. Because honestly, in ever since I gotten this thing, uh, since I want to say mid last year, has been honestly really good. I haven't had a single problem with the thing yet and i don't think i will unless i start playing a few more uh action games like uh one that i picked up a bit ago but haven't got a chance to play yet was uh what was it called the one where you're the uh, it's platinum games where you're playing the police officer what was that a- one? astral chain Astral Train, yes, thanks. 
I imagine that one might cause some of those uh, drift problems if I play it enough, since it's definitely going to call for a lot more use of the uh, analog sticks. But anyway, uh, for number three, and it's honestly not too much farther behind the Switch Pro controller, would be the PS4 controller. And it's like razor-thin margin between it and the Switch Pro. Despite, well, having already had a problem with one of the controllers I have, having drift problems. And, well, I decided, fuck it, time to get a new controller. Though I still hold on to the other one on the off chance that I do some uh, multiplayer gaming on this PS4 here. But, let's see, number four, I would say would be probably the PS3 controller. Because... I've always liked the design Sony had for their controllers and the, uh, in my opinion, at least they improved all the way going from PS1 to uh, PS4. Though if what you guys say about the PS5 is correct, it's likely they, it's likely they improved it even more. And I'm looking forward to maybe eventually trying that out. But I guess if I had to go for a number five, uh, I guess maybe looking back really far, the, uh, actually, nah, five, six, and seven are probably just for me. Yeah, it's just going to be PS2 and uh, PS1 with the, Number seven, I guess, being the Super Nintendo controller. Ah, okay, then, well, there you go with my top four. But if you want controllers that were utter garbage, well, yeah, I'm in full agreement that the Joy-Cons... They are not meant to be properly used as controllers for anything, no, anything at all. Four-year-olds are the only people that can use that shit accurately and have the most fun. There is no way yeah. in fuck Nintendo's going to convince me that shit was meant for grown-ass adults. Also, did any, well, let's not forget, what are the two products that Nintendo has stopped producing, which is practically unheard of? The Dock and the Joy-Cons. They're obviously redoing them shits. Wait, they yeah. have they have um, Legend of Zelda ones coming out. Legend of Zelda what? Joy cons, Joy cons. They're blue. Huh. Fair points. There could be. Also, let me rephrase my statement. I know for a fact they've stopped mass producing. Sorry, my cousin is in the wrong place. Wait, so are they really making that f- that new uh, Switch system or what? 
it wasn't even a question of are they it's when does it come out also, I mean they the president no at, no at one point they were saying like no we're not doing that but like yeah, yeah, was that on some shit you fell for that shit but as of this week the president stated and I quote there will be one at some point which was the worst kept secret ever also Samsung got the contract for the new screens I mean that in this because it's Nintendo like they do that. <laughs> what the f- I don't. I don't know what that means in this. Three DS, three D XL, new three D XL. Yeah, oh. I was like, why are they even trying to now? We know you're gonna make a new version of this shit. Um, yeah. Our, and, but for the record, the dock as of what is it? Almost a full two years now. They've stopped producing the dock in its entirety. So every dock that's out there, 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 they go to systems. There is no independent docks anymore. If you see an independent dock, literally, it's just because it was there before they stopped producing them. Okay, I got this dock that's technically third party, and it does not dock your Switch. It is legit. Just want to put that out there. I'm kind of interested in the concept of a third party dock, but most of the third party docks I see, they don't actually do half the shit the regular dock does. That's what annoys me. But that's that's <laughs> another matter. Fair uh, yeah, I'm never sure if a dock counts as an accessory or not. For in this case, at least. Yeah. Yeah, because this is very rare. Like this is the only system that has a dock. Everyone else, oh, we here's an extra fans you can put in your system. Oh, here's a a a, a a a a a little mini desktop station where you can put controller next to it and some games. But this shit, this is different. This literally plugs into the TV. So. That's why I'm like, I don't know where that one sticks. Anyways. Um, all right. So uh, assuming you're done, uh, we're all good. Yep. We're moving on to topic three. Fine by me. Yep. Cool, cool. All right. So when it comes to the old video games and shit, let me just say this. There are too many options at this point. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Final Fantasy Four. If I got my numbers right, because, you know, they changed numbers and shit around when they came to North America. Final Fantasy IV has a dozen versions of itself. Out of all the Final Fantasies that have ever existed, this one has the most iterations. This has more iterations than The Gift to Man, Final Fantasy VII, and Final Fantasy X. Not saying that nine was shit, but they have more iterations that is insane to think about. There's a dozen Final Fantasy IVs. And in case numbers are confused or messed up in other countries, let me just say this. Four is the one with Bart's. The guy whose that name is Butts. Five. Yeah. Okay, well, five. Which one has the old man with the big-ass glasses that are round? Um, That's with Bart's, right? Big ass glass there. Uh, you mean the sage who says you spoony bard? Yes, that one. That was four. Okay. Four has fucking a dozen versions of itself. Did y'all know that? Some of them yeah. are re-releases. Some of them are remakes. Some of them are re-releases of country exclusive versions. Some of them are upgraded in a remake format. Literally, Final Fantasy Four has a remake, a remaster. And a fucking upgrade. It has the it ha- and a re-release. It has the, the entire trifecta. Then multiply it by four. 
It's too fucking many. Um, Final Fantasy IV has Cecil. Yeah, you know you see this. See, it's not even the fact that the games are old; it's the fact that the numbers got changed. That's why I'm throwing the fuck off. But, anyways, okay. There needs to be some type of guidelines, and I understand that. But here's the thing. Unfortunately, and I stress that, and I stress that very loosely. Unfortunately, the best thing is not the funnest thing. The best thing is a re-release, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because you already know what you're getting, and you're ensuring that everything carries over into the future. It's short and sweet, but to make my answer longer, I'm going to say this. Yes, I do love remakes, and yes, I do love remasters. But the best thing is a re-release. Because with a re-release, you bring over everything. Nothing gets lost or erased in any way, shape, or form. Because it's the equivalent of moving into a new house. Your old house is still there. It's just not your house anymore. But you as a person are in a new house. You can look at your old house, but you live in a new one. But that is not as fun as a remake and a remaster. I know that. I know it's a very boring answer. All right, Zeno, how about you? So... I think it depends. Because... I think it's like a little bias there, right? Because was it the remaster? They they they're uh remastering like Legend of Mana, right? That game was amazing, but I think it was super underrated. That's fine. It's going to be the same game, but like they upgraded the graphics and like changed the music, like some music and stuff. But essentially, it's going to be the same game. That's fine with me. But like, was it a uh, Final Fantasy Seven remake? That's remake, right? Yeah, that one that one was weird. If you didn't, if you didn't, uh, if you strictly played the game and like didn't look into it anymore, it, it it could it can throw you off, especially if you played the original. Um, but I think that's just like I say, it's just a bias because anybody who's just like oh, just like a casual fan, like oh okay, this is cool, like it's different. But if you're like a hardcore fan, you're like wait. I like all this stuff about the game. You changed that. I don't appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? So, I think, um, personally, I like, I like remakes. Like, uh, Resident Evil 2. The Resident Evil 2 remake was pretty legit. Uh, with the updated graphics and whatnot. So, honestly, I think, I think just, like, a remake is fine, depending on, like, uh, what generation like it came from so like playstation 1 to playstation like 5 like if you do a remake that'd be fine because you're just like updating the graphics and stuff like that but if it's just like like just just certain games right in like different forms so it's like the different engines different games different forms but like i think it just depends on when they do it um how they do it right but for the most part like you could do a remaster and i'm fine Especially when it comes to games with like good soundtracks, uh, so and they like add both the soundtracks to them. So, but yeah, that's I, I rather like I think remakes are fine. Like that's like the best option if you if you're going to go in that direction. That's that's just me though. Um, yeah, that's it. 
done. Short and sweet. All right. Well, I think I might have given my opinion on this one before, but I might as well give it again, though probably a little bit briefer this time. If it's a remake in the style of, say, Final Fantasy VII Remake, oh, hell yeah, please, do that remake. But if it's a remake, say, in the style of, oh, I don't know... I want to say there was a Ratchet and Clank remake recently. I think it came out, uh, I'd say no, not really all that recently. I think it came out like three or four years ago. That was honestly not all that good. Even though it don't capture the gameplay of the original, well, the entire franchise, it still was not all that good. And, well, from what I hear, it didn't do so well. But when it comes to a game that should just get the remaster treatment, uh, for those, I'm thinking if you get, say, an older game, uh, one that I can think of that came out recently and somewhat relates to something Zach's mentioned earlier, there was a HD remaster of the original Grandia and Grandia 2 that made their way to Steam. And they were really good. And personally, I don't think a remake would have been the uh, way to make those any better because they were good back then. They're still good today. So I guess it really comes down to it depends on the game and depends how much effort they're putting in. I like that one. It just depends on the effort. I'm. Well, that's I'm it scared. for me. I'm scared of that one, but I mean, it goes without. Well, no, I'm. Let me rephrase it. It does not go without saying. I'm scared of that option because when you do that, not everything is translated one to one. We all know that. The closest you can get to a full translation of one to one is a uh, re-release. And upscaling, a.k.a. remastering. Because a remastering, they could literally, or I guess technically, literally and metaphorically, shit, I don't know if there's a word for that. They could slap a new coat of graphics over the old one. So it could almost be like Final Fantasy VIII situation. It's the game. You know it's the game. Most, you could even choose if you want the new audio or not. But... Guess what? You know exactly what's going to happen because nothing has been altered. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a unique situation because it is and it is not. It starts off as a remake, but literally the world breaks down and you go into an alternate timeline. So it is both a remake and a sequel. But no one says the word requel. Or pre-sequel. I, I never heard this one. I know you didn't. Also, you didn't play the shit. You copped out, which is the most disturbing thing you've ever done. I did, I never even beat 7. Like, when I got... I was playing 7 on PlayStation 3, and my PlayStation 3 died. 
technically, I played the demo, all right? And I was like, all right, enough of this game. So you're proving my point still. I I didn't play the whole game. So technically, I played it, just not the whole game. Let's be specific. I feel like he's trying to win something, even though he wins losing. That we bring out of something. It, it it doesn't really matter. I'm I didn't plan on playing it. I wasn't even like inherently excited for it. It was like, oh yay, Final Fantasy Seven. We know we, that your fire for life and fervor is gone and buried and dead. It's okay. We know. Now if they had a Star Ocean three remake or remaster or something, that'd be dope. They re released it on the PlayStation Four. That's all you're gonna get, homie. I know. I know. To be fair though, I mean that's not bad. It's the game. Not to yeah. mention, here's the cool part. I know this is off topic, but we done with the topic, so I don't know if this counts as off topic. Bro, almost everyone I know that ever played that game did not know the depths at which you could fuck with that game. It was some pretty crazy shit. Bro, you get to fucking meet and fight like a third of the cast of Valkyrie Profile. That shit was dope. Hell yeah. And they actually made it in a sense fit. Also, it's got one of the most unique stories in an RPG I have ever played in my life, and I'm including modern games to this day. You are a person from New York. I fucking hate that everybody has to be from New York, but you don't even go to New York, so I'm not that mad. You're just a random guy from New York who got swept up into saving the universe because you found out that your game data save file was going to get erased, and you're not real. But you go into the real world. That shit was dope as fuck. When he was like, oh yeah, you're you're just a game. He's like, wait, what? Midlife crisis? Bro, bro. And depending on who you have in your party, they react differently. And they even fuck with each other. What is it? The asshole. Uh, Albel with basically yeah. Alucard. Yeah. If you get him and Nate to go into space together with you. Nay starts rejecting all of reality when you get to the real world. And now Bell's like, oh, you can't handle the truth that your God's not real? Like, oh my God. No pun intended that time. And I'm just like, the person who wrote this shit and the person who translated this shit, they deserve the race. But then apparently everything after that just went to shit. Just real quick, do you know it's people like I? I don't know anybody who, like personally, minus like you and like maybe three people online, who um before college that even knew what like Star Ocean three like they knew about it or like didn't even know what it was like they knew very little about it or didn't know what it was, and then um I met somebody who was like oh yeah that's like my favorite game of all time I was like yo me too like you're the only other person that's ever said that besides like yeah. The yeah, only downside to Star Ocean is that they never upgraded their combat system. If they'd literally modernized it to get close to Final Fantasy VII Remake or Kingdom Hearts, I know that sounds weird, but I'm specifically saying Kingdom Hearts, you know, before 3, they could have did so fucking well. But half the time I look at these games and I'm just sitting up here like, man, this shit is dumb. It's not, also, it's not I, the hero's I, journey. 
the problem isn't the hero's journey. The problem is the whole entire presentation seems somehow inferior to everything that came before it, even though it's got a new coat of paint. I've never felt like that before. I couldn't finish Star Ocean 4 because it sucks so bad. And the cutscenes were weird looking for some reason. Then I get to Star Ocean 5 and somehow this game is so disturbingly beautiful on a 4K TV. I've had people literally fuck up and say, bro, is this a still image? When they looked at the backgrounds. But then as I played the game, I quickly realized there is no concept or form of balance to any of this shit. At all. And that shitty, shitty rap song. Rap song? Uh, I'm not bringing it up. Just put it this way. When it comes on in the boss fight, I literally find my controller and put the game on mute. Oh, wait. The one from uh, Star Wars 3? Yeah. It creeps up. The one. And bro, if you look at Star Ocean 5 on paper, oh my God, the graphics are so beautiful. Bro, that green haired girl, she had me feeling like I'm looking at Kione from Tenchi Muyo Galaxy, uh, uh, Kenshi Muyo Galaxy and Tifa Lockhart put together. I've never oh, felt yeah. that way about Mage. a character. Yeah, and, the, and they look so beautiful. But then the story and the cutscenes look like they still in the PS2 era, but the gameplay was so fucking beautiful asinine every single technique that should have been at the end of the game you get near the beginning so you can't even really balance out how your character's fighting they tried to do style over substance and then they tried to make the writing match the style over substance thing but it doesn't fucking work and it also looks stupid when you want characters to be taken seriously like they have in previous game when you got a fucking stripper whore uh black mage on your crew in a science fiction game, going to all these planets and nobody questions, hey, honey, why does your entire outfit look like a chessboard? Yep. You meet government <laughs> dignitaries and you actually go and meet world government, which is a staple. She's the only character ever to even appear like that. But Nay was like that in three. No, she wasn't. Nay was a ninja and she was 80% clothed. And she lived in a place where there was basically no winter. Okay? Uh my background has been the Star Ocean like fan pick for like the last five years. I think I might try to finish Star Ocean Five just because it didn't suck as bad as Four. Fair. I don't know if I sold it or if I bought it digitally. Need to re-download it. Or Zeno, you don't mind if I borrow it? I don't. I don't remember my situation. I just remember thinking, man, this game is boring as fuck. The story isn't bad. But everything else is. <laughs> that's facts you know what's crazy is I know people who told me they don't like Star Ocean 3 story and I almost fought them I mean that's not crazy you are legally within your sane right to challenge anyone who says they don't like the story I'm like bitch did you beat the game cause almost everyone I met that said they don't like the story of Star Ocean 3 they didn't actually beat the game they stopped playing because they thought it was just another, hey, here's a game where a kid or a young adult saves the world in a medieval setting. Oh, but he came from a different planet. So literally, they didn't get past the first, like, 20 hours. I mean, I ended up not really liking the story, plot twists, and I beat the game, like, including all the extra content twice. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, most people who don't like to say they don't like story, they actually love the game. They just didn't like that they found out nothing was real. I'm like, that already applies. It's a video game. Why are you mad? I just personally thought it went too meta there. 
What's that just mean? Well, with that being said, uh, this brings this episode to a close. Uh, look forward to a life stories tomorrow. Uh, finding unconscious white women in convention hallways. Oh God. Oh no. Yeah, I know. It's a fucking nightmare. Black dude finds unconscious white woman. Oh my god. I don't I can't tell you how many nightmares I've had involving that shit. I can imagine. So yeah, with that being said, I will see you guys when I see you guys. Ladies. Peace.